To God be the glory. What a wonderful God that we serve. We thank him for the many blessings that we received throughout this week. How we love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all that you are and all that we are becoming because of you. Amen. Good morning. The title of my message this morning is, His Way is the Only Way to Eternal Life. I'm going to begin with the scripture written in John 14, verse 6, and it reads, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yes, brethren, Jesus is the way, but he is the only way. He is the truth. He is the only truth. He is the life and the only life. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, as I read the King James Version, says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is. He is sitting on the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Yes, Brothers and sisters in Christ, what does that mean? We've died out of our old ways and our old life. And now we have a new life with our Lord. Our mind has been transformed. Our spirit has been renewed because we have been raised with Christ in his word. And by doing and living his word, and following his ways. In this message, the word will teach us that we need to stay focused on God's purpose for our life versus our own desires. In this message, we will dig deep into the knowledge that God had given his past prophets on what it takes to follow him, to have a Christ-centered life. That is his way. So we want to focus from the very beginning in his prophet, with his prophet Moses. Because we need to seek God's perspective rather than our own human perspective. But before I do, let me read Ephesians 1.18. It says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Yes, we must open our spiritual eyes, brothers and sisters, to see what God wants to do through us, and then join him in the work that is before us. Yes, join him. We do not work alone. We have his eyes, his ears. We have his mouth, we are his mouthpiece, and we have his heart and his desire. In this message today, I want to talk about doing things God's way. And if we are to experience God in a greater way than ever before, we must learn to do things his way rather than our own. Why am I saying this? Because we know that way back at the beginning of time, in the Old Testament, 
Moses failed when he tried to do it his way. Moses, who delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. God chose to bring Moses into a relationship with himself so that he, our God, could deliver Israel. Did Moses ever try to take matters about the children of Israel into his own hands? Yes, he did. Understanding what God is about to do, where I am, is more important than telling God what I want to do for him. Does that make sense? Because we're going to see this in the example of Moses. When he first got the idea to deliver Israel from their bondage to slavery under the Egyptians. Let's do that by reading Exodus chapter 2 verses 11 through 15. The New International Version says, One day, after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Glancing this way and that and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. The next day, he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, Why are you hitting your fellow Hebrew? The man said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, What I did must have become known. When Pharaoh heard this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in Midian where he sat down by a well. That is Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. So you see, Moses began to assert himself on behalf of his own people. Now, what might have happened if Moses had actually tried to deliver the children of Israel through a human approach such as that? Thousands and thousands would have been slain, and it would cost Moses his own life. Moses succeeded. Only when he allowed God to do it his way. Now, when God delivered the children of Israel, there was not one person lost, nor any feeble person among them. It tells us in Psalms chapter 105, verse 37, it says this, He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. You see, God's ways are indisputably better than our ways greater than the ways of Moses and man. So why do we persist in doing things our way? Think about it. Why does mankind insist on doing things their way rather than God's way? When throughout the Bible we read that God's way is not only the only way, it is the absolute best way. Isaiah 55 8 through 9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So you see, anytime we have a thought about how we should do something, we should take time to get rid of that thought and start placing our mind with the mind of God. And allowing Him to show us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us. These verses that we wrote are intended to motivate us to do God's way and plan 
His way, not ours. You know, we see in the scripture that the nation of Israel got in time of trouble, time and time again, because they, they didn't listen to God and his ways. This is precisely why this world is in the situation it's in today. Because we here as human beings are stubborn and sometimes refuse to submit to God's ways. But we have to understand we are not children of this earth. We are children of God, our Father. Listen to Psalms 81, 10 through 12. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own desires. Now listen to Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 to 24. It reads, but I gave them this command, obey me. And I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways I command you, that it may go well with you. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts. They went backward and not forward. Unquote. You see, God has gone through this before. Think about what God had already done for Israel. He delivered them from the Egyptian bondage of slavery and brought them forth, brought them forth through that with many signs and wonders. And God did what he promised. He promised to bring them into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, which represented prosperity. But how did the people respond? They continually responded with their hearts of unbelief and stubbornness. They continually hardened their hearts through murmuring and complaining. The word of God tells us that. But what did God do? He kept them all out of the promised land. You see? He kept them out. They all died in the wilderness. Why? Why? The blessing in adapting to God's ways is why. Because Psalms 81 13 through 14 says, If my people would listen to me, if Israel would follow my ways, how quickly would I subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foe? Israel would have quickly subdued their enemies and entered the promised land if they would have heeded to God's ways rather than stubbornly walking in their own ways. God has given to us so many wonderful promises in his word. He desires for us to walk in the abundance of life, receiving all things that pertain unto this life and godliness. But it is only as we choose to walk in his ways, my friends, not in our own ways, not with our own plans, not with our own devices. We must inherit his blessings and use them to help us stay on the straight and narrow path of righteousness. We must decide here and now whether we would rather follow our own plans and wander around in the wilderness, confused and lost, or follow God's ways and quickly enter into the promised land or into the promise of His new land. This is our choice, a choice that only we can make for ourselves. We cannot live off the faith of others. We cannot just live off the faith of God's promises. We need to make that choice. We need to understand 
what God is about to do. We need to understand how important it is to follow His way and to let go of our own way. Sure, we've worked hard to be who we are and to have what we have, but God has worked with us to make us who we are and to have all the wonderful blessings that we have. And He's not going to stop now as long as we don't stop trusting in Him and looking towards Him. You know, in our lives, we have learned many things. We've gone through many disappointments. We've gone through failures. And all of those things have caused us to be who we are today. He's placed us in certain areas and had us meet certain people to become who we are today so that we can acknowledge God's way in our life, so that we can appreciate the good things that He is bringing us and then discern what are the ways of the spirits and not have self-centered tendencies where we think we can do things on our own or where we don't have enough confidence to do things or to have fear. Listen, the choice is ours. But remember through the scriptures we read, our sufficiency is in our Lord and not in our own capabilities. I'm going to close with this scripture. It's found in 2 Corinthians 3. Verses 5 through 6, and it reads, Not that we are competent of ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. Our competence is from God, who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of letter, but of spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Brethren, think about the promises that God has made to us. Many of them have been fulfilled, but yet many are yet to come. Look forward to those blessings and promises that are yet to come because we are still on our course and we must stay on our course. We must trust God and not do things our way, but trust Him and do things His way. His ways are not like man's ways. His ways are higher than ours. The things that God does are things that we could not even begin to do or even begin to comprehend what it's all about. So, put our thoughts aside and focus on the plan of God. Stay in prayer. Listen to his voice, for his sheep hears his voice, and they follow. Hear what the seventh-fold Holy Spirit has to say to the churches. Do not question God, but question yourself and the decisions that you make. Never make decisions too quickly. Always set aside time to speak with God to ask him if the decision you are making is a decision that he would make with you. Because when it is, he will lead you and make you stronger and fill you with the power of his seventh-fold Holy Spirit, which conquers all 
of the fiery darts of the enemy. For we know that there is so much destruction, so much death in this world today. And people are saying, where is God? We don't see him. If there was a God, why would, be there, why would there be so much destruction? Why would so many people be dying? Don't they understand? It's not God that is causing all this death and destruction. It's our enemy. It is the devil. It is Satan. And it is God's people who is allowing Satan to have his way on earth to kill and destroy. He comes as a thief to kill and destroy. And he will kill and destroy even God's very elect if he could. Stand fast and know that he cannot. As long as you remain under the guidance of our Lord. For his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. For heaven is higher than earth. So God's ways are higher than ours. Think not like the world thinks, but take on the mind of Christ. And the only way you can take on the mind of Christ is to stay focused in the word and to walk in the spirit daily, armored with the full armor of God. Because fiery darts come your way every moment of the day. Pay attention, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Pay attention. Continue to move forward. Know what is good and what is bad, what is holy and what is evil. Know what it is that the devil is trying to use to take you off course and hold fast to what you have. And let no man take away your crown. The choice is yours. God already made the choice. He chose you. But now, it is your choice to choose God. Not halfway. All the way. Resist the devil. And take on the mind of Christ. Thus saith the word of our Lord. Amen and amen.